January, season seven. Go, Dave. Hey, we're back, everyone. Late again, but when you expect us to be late, then we're kind of on time. This is the January episode of HTWOW, uh, High Tea with Old Waver. It's an acronym. And uh, I'm with Toby. Hi, Toby. Hi, Dave. And uh, we're so glad that you're with us. We have uh, really hot jams to bring to you this month uh, and a blast from the past that uh, you will thoroughly enjoy for our album of the month. Uh, But also want to bring your attention to the fact that we have a Patreon um, a Patreon is a page where you can support podcasts and artists that you enjoy. And, uh, on our Patreon page, we do have, uh, a whole mess of content in the can. We have a bunch of old episodes of HTWOW After Dark that you can access for as little as $2 a month. And we also have free content like our 2023 year in review mix that is free for anyone. Uh, So you don't have to subscribe. You don't have to uh, uh, give us any money for that. That is free for you to listen to at your leisure. It is uh, like two plus hours of hot HTWOW approved jams. So please check out our Patreon page by going to uh, Patreon and searching HTWOW. Or uh, by going to oldwaver.com and clicking on premium and following that link. And uh, you can see that uh, there's stuff there for you to discover. And um, we will reconvene the After Dark uh, at the time of our choosing. So please support us if you can. Tell a friend about this pod if you can. And thank you for tuning us in. Stay tuned. Hot Jams ahead. a lie uh mouth ulcers or pain in your mouth or gums i'm good with that i'm fine with that wine takes care of that fever and fatigue are you fatigued ever no i think if you're tired all the time you can't say that you're fatigued you're just that's normal life right you're you're like uh post malone always tired you're always tired, and then sometimes you can be more tired. But I'm a pretty steady tired, so I feel good about it. Uh, chronic diarrhea. Yeah. Another sunny afternoon. Walking to the sound of my favorite tune. 
Still slaps, bro. How's everybody doing? Everybody good and awake? It is, uh... May as well be February. It'll be February when this comes out. But this is the January pod. H2L episode 78. The January 2024 edition of High Tea with Old Waver. And this, of course, is Morning Glory. The, more or less, the title track of What's the Story, Morning Glory? Mm-hmm. Album number two from Oasis, which happens to be our HTWOW album of the month. There it is. There it is. What is it? Uh, is it a 25-year thing? Um. No, 30-year. 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 Home just uh, is 30, so they're 32. I mean, 30 as well. 30 also. 30, not 32. 30 also. 30 also. Mm-hmm. Yes, so if you would like to get your grubby little hands on a 30th anniversary pressing of What's the Story, Morning Glory, and who doesn't want that in their collection? That's a hot record. Man, they nailed it on that one, didn't they? 
I mean, that's Oasis at the height of their powers. So yeah. many good jams. Don't Look Back in Anger, Cast No Shadow, She's Electric, Champagne Supernova. Yeah, we were the, uh, what was the record before? Super uh, Had Supersonic on it, uh, Rock and Roll Star. Uh, definitely Maybe. Okay, so we uh, played with them during that one. Right. And probably... I mean, of course, if you're playing with uh, Oasis, that's the show where you... There's a shows that I have a lot of stories from, but man, that one is uh, in the top five for sure. He, they, uh, they do not disappoint uh, on stage or backstage or during soundcheck. Right. Just the, the whole thing is as advertised. It is not an act. It I is... didn't even mention Wonderwall. Fucking Wonderwall. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Yeah, their, uh, their follow-up was a thing. So, uh, be here now after that? No, uh, after uh, the first one, this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's one of the biggest sophomore albums ever, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because their first one did well, of course, yeah, especially over there, but not so much over here. Yeah, that but their second one that was the big one. And, um, turns out I don't know a lot about music, but uh, that helps. If your second record does good, right? If it's if it's even bigger than the first one, yeah, I have no idea about that. That's just a theory. Well, uh, if you would like a brand new sealed anniversary pressing, then please hit up our vinyl sponsor, Positive Spin Records. Positive with a Z, positivespin.com. And uh, look for the banner, and hopefully it's been updated, and hopefully their site works. And hopefully you give them an email address, and you have a good chance of winning a brand new copy of the H2L Album of the Month. Because we like to go back through, and uh, you know we like to play new jams sure, as uh, the content of our show. Because we're hip. Yeah, because we are like the coolest 50-some-year-old dudes you'll ever meet. Hold on a minute. But we also like to, uh, you know, help the kids rediscover cool old stuff. Mm-hmm. Or maybe just remind you of stuff that you haven't listened to in a long time. And maybe you haven't listened to What's the Story, Morning Glory in a, since the 90s. I don't know. Maybe you forgot about it. And I encourage you. I'll be honest. I haven't listened to that in a while. And that is, um, it's a banger. That's, yeah. uh, I for, you forget, you know? Well, there's a reason. There's a reason, which we'll get to in a moment. I think that the brothers, uh, when I said earlier it's not an act, I also think that they have a plan. You think there will be a reunion at some point and they're just trying to jack up the price? No, I don't think it has anything to do with price for either one of them because they're loaded. So... I think that it really so they're both just doing cool stuff and they're just playing it out and when they hit it it's going to be massive when they come back and I think they're going to do one tour and that's it and it's going to be huge okay I have no doubt in my mind that they're going to do that it's not like the Smiths where it's you're like the Smiths are going to hold strong to it no matter what 
but those two i think that there had might have been a discussion at some point like we're going to the breaking point and then we're going to do it and it's going to be huge well i mean i think it's all on Knowles end now i mean they're being smart about it so you think it's calculated i think it's calculated all right well maybe it is maybe it's not but what is calculated is the fact that we do this podcast once a month roughly and uh hey you got a lot is, going on right now dave yeah it's true and uh so do you mm-hmm. which i don't know if you want to get into that later but this is HTWOW, which is an acronym high t with old waiver he's high t i'm old waiver and uh, we do this every month where we get together sometimes in person but usually remotely because he lives in college station i live in dallas and uh we do a song swap and uh, we used to do a beer swap so mm-hmm. how it started is we would listen to music together in Toby's garage, and then we were like, let's record it. And then uh, we were like, well, let's drink beer while we're recording it. And so I would bring a beer, and Toby would bring a beer. And then later on, we got a beer sponsor, and they would load up a cooler of beer for us. And and now we just drink whatever we can get our hands on. So. Uh, but but we do still have a a, uh, a beer sponsor. I just I do want to mention the sure. fact that that we very much love Good Friend Package and uh, Good Friend Beer Garden and uh, Burger Bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are such good dudes. And uh, whenever I do go visit them, uh, Matt always you know never hesitates to fill up the cooler. And uh, so definitely owe them a visit and uh, would like any and all of you to go visit them if you end up in the East Dallas Cosseland area. They're always the coolest. And he's a hugger, which I like. Yes. And um, I am drinking, uh, as I am wont to do these days, a canned cocktail. I know, yeah. You're still and, you're still Soda Dave. Yeah, I, I'm still more or less on, on my restrictive diet, which allows me to drink seltzers because they're not too terrible for me. Sure. And so I'm drinking uh, a neutral vodka seltzer, which is uh, pineapple flavored. And this was left at my home uh, by Katie of Taylor and Katie. And I promised her I wouldn't drink them, but I'm drinking this one. (laughs) She doesn't drink those. (laughs) Yes, she does. (laughs) She drinks seltzers now. I would... I'd I mean, she drinks like one that. and she's done. I was about That's to say, yeah. Katie's going to have one. That's awesome. Um, would you like to know what I'm drinking? I saw some uh, some vino this time. You know that I'm fancy. Mm-hmm. That's your high tea. That's, That's what that means. That's what I'm means. saying. So I am doing a, uh, I mean, it's not super fancy. In fact, this will be at your more, like you can get this at a restaurant, like at a steak restaurant. It's a Four Graces Pinot Noir. What's the uh, price point? It's nothing major. It'll be different at different places. Right. So you buy that at the liquor store and it's, what, 30 bucks? And you buy it at the restaurant, it's like 60 I would say buy it at the liquor or grocery store, like you, exactly what you said, about 30 32 maybe, mm-hmm. 27 depending on what you're doing. Okay. Um, restaurant, they'll go for about 14 a glass. Okay. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, if you can afford it, I guess. What does that mean? 
That just means that you're fancier than I am. No, I save the important stuff for important things like this podcast. Okay. okay. Let me see the label. So, so if I want to go buy it for myself. Ooh, look at that die cut. I know, right? It's got a real fancy, like, uh, looks like a, a carving mm-hmm. or some kind of uh, real frilly mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, that was blank. I... I drew all that in you freehanded that yeah it's not super fancy we're middle of the road here we're middle I of the know. road it's it's nothing big but um hey we don't get to do the podcast that much thanks for breaking out the mid stuff for I'm, us i'm telling you i mean i'm not breaking out the good stuff but i'm breaking out the mid stuff yeah that's good that's the thing all right well uh the reason that i chose to play uh, the Oasis thing off the top, you know, because mm-hmm. usually we're playing uh, more '80s stuff. But you know, there 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 are no rules. We can do whatever we want. And uh, I decided to play the Oasis jam because it kind of fits the theme. I don't know what your theme is, but my theme in this particular episode is Britpop. Yeah, you've done a thing. I have. Uh, mine's nothing like that. Okay. Well, it'll be incongruent, but that's what makes it good. It's it's eclectic. Yes. Is what we're doing here. But I I have to. There's just no way around it. I have to play Liam Gallagher and John Squire. And if you know who those people are, then you know why I have to play it. If you don't know who those people are, I mean, I guess we kind of were just talking about Liam Gallagher, but Liam Gallagher is the singer of Oasis and the younger brother of the Gallagher brothers. And John Squire is the guitar player of the Stone Roses. And Stone Roses had a minute where they kind of sort of got back together. They put out like one song and it wasn't that good. And they did a little bit of a tour and it wasn't that good. And Ian Brown's kind of insane now. and But John Squire hasn't done a whole lot since he did Seahorses, right? And he did like one solo record, but he hasn't done a whole lot of stuff. But evidently, he was working on some uh, compositions and he sent some tracks to Liam and Liam wrote some lyrics. And then they got together with uh, our super producer friend, Greg Kirsten, so John Squire started this. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it was John Squire that made the first overture to Liam. Like, hey, huh. I'm working on some stuff. Uh, how is Ian Brown doing? Is he? Uh, did you look any of that up? Is he lost his mind totally? Or it seemed like the Stone Roses reunion thing. He wasn't doing that bad. Well, he, you know, he never could sing, and he's just gotten worse. Yeah. Um, but also, just during the pandemic, he was very anti-vax anti you know he's always been anti-government over there in the uk and oh he had opinions oh he's extremely outspoken i didn't know any of that yeah and yeah and he just you know he made a lot of people uncomfortable and he's just you know he's kind of an antagonist these days and Mm -hmm. just not he's not a fun follow on the uh, the Twitter. Oh, so that's how you know all this stuff is from the twit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, so the, the the Stone Roses are dead, 
They're, they'll they'll never be back again. Yeah, the drummer left that. I don't know if you saw the documentary of their reunion, but boy, when he left that last show without even talking to anybody, uh, you knew there was a reason. Yeah, there are a lot. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that they're dead, y- you you wonder if John Squire is going to ever do anything meaningful again because he's he's so good. He's so good. And he has such an identifiable style. And so they put out the uh, the single Just Another Rainbow uh, right after the first of the year. But they did, they put it out. And honestly, I, I feel bad because I didn't listen to it all the way through. I only listened to it all the way through just the other day. And, you know, the, the song itself is okay. But then... It does like the uh, the the fool's gold thing, where like it, it, two thirds of the way in, it then turns into a jam and it right. turns into like a different song. Well, who's in the band? Who's playing? Uh, it's it's Greg Kirsten and they have some other drummer. the 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 second single is called Mars to Liverpool and it doesn't have the uh, the big play out jam that Just Another Rainbow has, but I think it's a better song. So that's the one that I wanted to play. All right, here we go. Was over, never ends. 
your thoughts i kind of i kind of didn't want that to end i know this would be something that noel right this would be something that would piss him off like he got john squire to to do a freaking record and john squire called him right which is why not liam has been copying ian brown since the beginning it's ian brown and the charlatans so john squire just went you know what ian can't do it let me get the guy that's even bigger than him genius idea genius yeah yeah so the full record comes out march 1st um and the drummer is a guy named joey warnaker Waronaker, Waronker, W-A-R-O-N-K-E-R. Is he no like idea. a session guy? I have no idea. Okay. And I don't feel like looking him up. Yeah. It's but right. um, yeah, so so Liam said, you know, he says, I can't wait for people to hear the album. I think people that are into the Stone Roses and Oasis and that kind of thing, I think they'll fucking love it. It's spiritual. It's crucial. And when I first heard uh just another rainbow i i get maybe i was just in a bad mood or i just wasn't ready for it i was just like yeah i mean you know i guess i would have like this would have melted my face in 1999 but now is it really what i'm interested in but then the more i listen to it and then listening to that song i'm really excited for the full thing to come yeah, out yeah i'm i'm into this why wouldn't that work? And John Squire is still freaking awesome. He has this uh, Jimmy Page meets uh, Britpop thing about mm -hmm. him that is uh, really weird. Yeah, it, it's it does have that twinge of blues to it. Yeah, he can just rip for a while, but he's not soloing really. Uh, he's not Stevie Ray Vaughan blues player. He's like, uh, it's almost like a BB King kind of thing. It's weird. He's yeah. Got, he's got a weird. I, I, uh, I've never really looked into it with him of what his influences would be. Like with Johnny Marr, you know, it's chic and stuff like that. But I never really looked into it. So I, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I I'm excited about it and. Have, did you listen to the first single, Just Another Rainbow? I, I was the same with you. I heard the clips of it, and I was like, they sound cool. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't go into it. Yeah, go back and listen to the whole thing and listen to the, the, the coda. Mm -hmm. Because it is, seriously, it's like, uh, it's, it's like I Am the Resurrection or Fool's Gold, where it just goes into a totally different direction. I dismissed it too soon. Uh -huh. So definitely give it a full listen. I love that. And that's Good. that stuff that you would normally hate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then, like I said, I, I, I thought it was maybe a little too predictable. But like you said, don't overthink it. It, it is it is what it is. Yeah. Do you want me to just go ahead and play the next tune? Yeah. Let's keep it rolling. All right. Have you ever heard of Fan Club Wallet? <laughs> no. Is that all one word or what? Is that not one of your favorite fans? Uh, I like Teenage Fan Club. Uh, you know, and that was on our list of 
uh, reissues. Did you see that? Teenage yes, Fan I Club did. was on there. Uh, so go out and get that one too, because uh, they're very good. Um, this is from the Street Team, but I didn't take the Street Team song. So you did a deeper dive. I liked what what was played for me. But when I was listening, I noticed they put out a single last week. So this is even fresher than the street team had. The street team one was last year. There's a reason why you are the podcast professional and the street team is just on the street. They're on the street, but I fine tune it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, they need a they need somebody who knows what they're doing to kind of clean up their mess. It was it'd be like if I am an actual detective, go out and get the clues, I'll put them together. Right. You'll string the yarn together on the bulletin board. On the wall. I'll probably get an assistant for that as well. But I'll look at it. Right. And walk away. Yeah, but th there's no way the street team can put the clues together like you can. No way. It, hey, this is years of experience. True. <laughs> All right, so this is uh, a fan club wallet, <laughs> and this is called a band like, or not a band like that. It's called Band Like That. So here we go.
So how do you feel about that? That's good. I uh, I didn't know what to think of Fan Club Wallet, but that's got a really, really cool vibe. What do you think that name means? What's a Fan Club Wallet? I don't know. Is it like, uh, like when you would go to Six Flags and you would get a Velcro wallet with like the Van Halen logo on it? I didn't even think about that. Is that what that is? I have no idea. If you look at their website, it is like almost a Velcro wallet opening up. That does make sense. Well, okay, so I'm seeing something. It says it's named after a Dennis the Menace wallet that belonged to her father. Yeah, okay. Um, my brain doesn't work as well as yours at the moment. But yeah, it's, it's so it's a, uh, a chick from Canada. Hannah Judge is uh, the the brains behind Fan Club Wallet. Okay. She's from Ottawa. Okay. Well, she is now. I guess she's like 25 now, because because she's put out the first record when she was like 23, and it says that she's very open about making music while dealing with Crohn's disease. Mm. That sometimes. She is bedridden with a flare-up, and that that's when she gets a lot of her writing done. During the flare-up? During her, her Crohn's flare-ups. I would say, next record, call it flare-up. I mean, lean into it. She is also, I guess, extremely creative, because she was an artist, and she was... Uh, Sculptor? No, she was, uh, I guess, illustrating comic books and doing band photography. And then she was like, you know what? I, I can make music myself. I don't need to take pictures of these other dumb bands. I can do my own thing. Mm-hmm. So good for her. Good for her. I know someone that did that. That fought through Crohn's? No, that took pictures of bands and then got in their own band. I think I know who that is, too. Anyway. Anyway, what are we doing? I don't know. Well, uh, good on fat wallet syndrome. Fan club wallet. I liked it. And we seem to have an Australian, French, Canadian uh, thing going on. So let's just keep that going. So let's get to your next jam. Yeah, let's play another jam, and it'll lead into Baby Talk, because uh, last time we spoke to uh, all of our H2L friends, it was right before Baby came. And so now, Baby's here. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this next band that I'm going to play, it's uh, also in the Britpop 90s genre era. And um, they were actually here in town, in Dallas, just a few weeks ago. And I really wanted to go, but I had a newborn. Mm -hmm. And I could not bring myself to ask my wife if I could go to a show. That was a hot show. So the show was uh, headlined by the Charlatans and opened by Ride. And Ride has a new record coming out in uh i guess a month or two 
and they just put out a new single and it's called Peace Sign and we're going to play it right now. Feeling 
had to get a little shoegazy there at the end. Yeah, yeah. They're uh, if I'm if I'm gonna give Ride anything, is that they're consistent. Yeah, on their last record, they did have a couple of songs that like were way more aggressive than what you would normally expect from them. But yeah, they, they generally are in the pocket, in their wheelhouse, and it's always cozy and comfortable. Yeah, you know what you're going to get. But what what's fascinating about Ride to me is is that you know, they they had their 90s output was, you know, they had some variety in there. They started out very shoegaze, then they got Britpop, and then they broke up. But since they came back, like 10 years ago, whenever it was, their output since they've come back, I think is just as strong or maybe stronger than their original output, if that makes sense. I really liked them at the start. And then all of the other things they put out, I was like, I like it, but I don't love it. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, nothing, nothing measured up to nowhere. Yeah, and then all of, well, and then they had that, uh, was it called Tarantula? Yeah. Uh, well, let's see. I'm looking at the their album, their discography. Discography. Do they so, give charts and stuff when they do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it just in the UK? I mean, because they never charted over here, but... Uh, the first one, Nowhere, which, you know, is a seminal, not, not seminal fluid, but seminal, uh, album. That's gross. Uh, in, in the shoegaze genre, it was, uh, number 11 in the UK in 90. The whole album? Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah. And then the second one, Going Blank Again, came out in 92. It went to number five. Then Carnival of Light in 94 went to number five. Then Tarantula in 96 went to number 21. And then that's their last one after uh, before they broke up. That was their last one? Yeah, that was, that was their last one. Okay. And then he started playing in Oasis. Uh, I think it was a little bit after that, but yeah. And then um, they came back in 2017 with Weather Diaries. Mm-hmm. And then 2019, this is not a safe safe place. And then the new one, Interplay, comes out in March. But uh, Weather Diaries went to 11, and this is not a safe place went to 7. Who's the more famous Andy Bell? Uh, the, the Andy Bell from Erasure is the more famous Andy Bell. And I'm I'm sorry that he was had the same name. That's a thing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so it's the main dudes in Ride are Andy Bell and Mark Gardner. Yeah, everyone knows Andy Bell from Erasure. But such a good bass player, he ended up in Oasis. I mean, think of the concerts he's played. Dude, he's played all of the festivals. And he wasn't even a bass player. He played guitar, right? Yeah, he, yeah, he's the yeah. he's a guitarist in Ride, but he switched to bass for Oasis. God, how could a guitar player even do that? Well, you did it, so Oh, are we back to me being super yeah, talented? Yeah, we're, we're back to you being a rock star it's yourself. Weird. It's weird that you rearranged it back to me, but that's cool. No, you set it up so I would say that. No. Well, so my, my point before we played the tune, I was sad that I missed them. Because I've seen them 
once before. I mean, they they played that Hyde Park thing that I saw the Cure for the Cure's 40th in London, but uh, I don't think I've ever seen Ride other than that. Did you see them, or you you were there too late? No, I saw them, but I didn't get to see the whole set because they they were on the other end of Hyde Park. They were on the second stage, okay. and so only could get so close and only could see so many of this, their songs because we had to get back over the other stage for The Cure. But, um, yeah, so I, I've i never seen them. Well, no, I, I did see... Okay. Uh, they also played... Wasn't it uh, Ride and Swerve Driver that came through together not too long ago as well? Because I think that was the time that I ate a brownie and I had to sit outside because yeah to collect your thoughts it wasn't, it wasn't going so well it's okay um yeah so i think i i went to that show with uh, our buddies aaron and dale and they took turns babysitting me that's fine you're fine um so really i've never fully seen ride uh and so i really wanted to go see them they were at house of blues with charlatans and charlatans are another one of my favorite brit pop bands and uh, and it was two weeks after baby was born, and I couldn't bring myself to do it. But um, you know, one of these days, one of these days, I will get back out there. But uh, it's not going to be until uh, the little guy is a little more self-sufficient. <laughs> but he's here now, because last last time we talked, he was not here. I mean, mm-hmm. you've you you've been to the house. You were part of our kind of uh, the, his debutante debut. Oh man, he's so chill. It's insane. But I know that the chill goes away. So how are you doing? Um, good. I mean, he is he's sleeping better. Uh, and really, his his fussiness is mostly limited to the afternoons which is when i'm at work so okay kind of kind of works out for me so how long does marissa have uh to where she has to do stuff uh i think she goes back to work at the end of march so she has uh, a couple more months of just full-time momming and she's i mean she has taken to it really really well i'm i'm very very impressed and uh i think it's awesome of course she was gonna take do it well it you know i'm out of practice it's been forever because clara just turned 14 but because i have done stuff before you know it, it comes back you remember stuff and so i'm able to i'm able to help you know i i can change diapers i can bottle feed i can change clothes i do laundry it all comes back you know i i wash bottles i i just you know i i do as much as i can aside from mm-hmm. letting him latch to my own breast it's, it's a very good bonding situation he's tried i mean not in my bare breast but he's tried to chomp down through my shirt sure uh because you know they're stupid they're just babies but I I feel like I do enough to keep any resentment at bay. But I am about to go to Vegas for a week, so Boy, we'll you see. sure are. <laughs> we'll oh see God. 
We'll see how she feels when I get back. Just don't post how much fun you're having. Okay. All just, right. Just. It's till they work trip. In fact, if I was you, I would post the most boring stuff you're doing. Like, oh, look at this table they gave us. Right. Like, look at this cabana like, that they gave us. This is the worst week ever. Uh, I mean, look at this steak. It's like so undercooked. Uh, That's good advice. That's really good advice. I thank you. Excellent. All right. What's your last jam? This is an Irish band that I think needs recognition. And you know how every band we play ends up on a major, major television show right after we play them? Mm-hmm. Like you are arranging it, or you're just predicting it. I'm predicting. Okay. Well, what's the name? What's the name of the band? Spearside. Spearside. We're gonna talk about it after, and I want you to tell me who they listen to and who they love. All right. I will accept that challenge. Here we go.
That's you, a hot one. How you feel about that? And That's a long one and a hot one. It's long. I hesitated to play it because of the length. No, I don't mind it. But um, man, I, I've I've been known to play some long jams on the pod. Mm-hmm. You can see where they're coming from, right? Yeah. So at first, I mean, just the bass line at the front, I thought Jesus and Mary Chain, but then it definitely went off the rails from that. Then kind of started to sound a little bit like Sloan to me when Sloan tries to sound like Kiss. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like they've had some metal influence. Yeah. And then and then it, in the middle, it started to sound like Tame Impala or Temples. And then towards the end, it started to sound like Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Mm-hmm. Did I miss anything? Um, they don't list every single one of those bands, but... Who did they list? Teenage Fan Club. Dinosaur Jr., Ash, you can hear the Ash thing in there. Yeah. Uh, Buzzcock, Spaceman 3, um, Brian Jonestown Massacre. Yeah, that all makes sense to me. <laughs> all right, let's get out of here because I'm tired and I'm going to have to feed a baby a bottle soon. Why do they have a copter at the beginning? Because we're landing a hit. Makes sense. It's interesting hearing his voice in this versus the John Squire thing because he he has become a caricature of himself where this is when it was fresh. You know what I'm saying?
Go no. Go no. By the way, don't forget, you can win a copy of What's the Story Morning Glory from Positive Spin Records. Just go to positivespin.com, give them an email address, and you can win. Thank you for listening to HTWOW episode number 78, the January 2024 episode. Uh, What a hot jam. Good night, everyone.